Good morning, everyone. Um, we are normally coming to a close at the end of our service now, but uh, we're just going to extend it just for a little while. I'm just going to speak for a, a short amount of time. And when a, the preacher says that, don't believe him because he'll probably go on for a little bit longer than normal. Um, but what an exciting morning this morning because what we're seeing here is that Jesus is alive. That what we're worshipping, what we were singing about this morning was that we, we are in a relationship with a living God. Not just somebody that uh, lived and died 2,000 years ago and that was it. But actually God is living and active. And this model, this, what was being represented today was new life. And you might have heard the expression, being born again. They're nearly there. The last one down. Well done, guys. Let's give them a round of applause. <clears throat> I was distracted by them, so I'm sure you were. Um, but you might have heard that expression, being born again. And I just wanted to look very quickly at uh, a bit of scripture this morning. I believe that the Bible is God's word. It is living and active, and it speaks to us today. And I'm just going to read quickly about a, a man named Nicodemus. Uh, it's in the Gospel of John. Chapter 3, from verse 1. And there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher, come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? How can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is the flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered, are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Now this morning we heard, we heard lots of different stories. There's kind of quite a, a wide range of different people and different stories. And when you hear that expression of being born again, uh, it's very easy to kind of put certain connotations to it. It could be, well, that person really needed help in their life. Or they were really searching for a real moral way to live. They wanted to live an upright life with traditional values or some, something needed. But actually, in this story here, 
we see a man coming to Jesus, Nicodemus, who lived an upright life. He lived a moral life. He was successful. He was wealthy. But Jesus says to him, no, you, you still need saving. You still need to come to me. Because the Bible tells us that all have sinned. Every one of us. And that's what we were hearing. People saying this morning, I've repented of my sin. I've turned my back. It says everybody, everybody has turned away from God. So it's not just about living a good life. It's not just about trying to follow a set of rules and then we can earn our way to God. But Jesus says to Nicodemus, because Nicodemus comes as well in, in the dark of night. And he says, and he's, not, he's trying to kind of not personalize it because he says, Rabbi, which means teacher, we know that you are a teacher come from God. So he's even trying to maybe intellectualize it by saying you're a teacher come from God. But Jesus is trying to get to the heart. And that's what Jesus wants to get to you today. He wants to get to the heart. Because he says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This is what the message of Christ is. It says that nobody can earn their way. It doesn't matter how good that you live. It says in Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death. When he talks, the Bible talks about sin, it means that everybody has turned their back on God. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. The wage of sin. The wage is a consequence. We earn money from our work and death from a holy God for sinning is our wage before a holy God. It's that serious. Death means being spiritually dead towards God in this life and eternally dead to God in living hell when we die. Because there is eternal life at stake here. We have, our life does not end when we leave this earth. It goes on and on and on. And God has a gift for us in this eternal life. It's the exact opposite of death. It means becoming alive to God. This is what these guys have become. They've become alive in God. And they can now live with God in eternity as well. It's not just about they've got heaven secured, but actually in this life as well. Just this week, we've seen people come alive to God for the first time. It's exciting. In these days, people are coming to Christ because they see the truth. They see God is acting in their life. But they can only do that, and this is the key part, in Jesus. Eternal life comes in the package of Jesus. If you want to receive eternal life, you must receive Jesus. Eternal life comes in Christ Jesus because eternal life is only possible through the forgiveness of your sin. Forgiveness is only possible by gratefully believing that Jesus took your place and died for your sin. Because he lived the life that we should have lived and he died the death that we deserve. 
And if you gratefully receive that, if you repent of your sin and your forgiveness and eternal life is yours, outside of Christ, you will always be searching. Nicodemus will always have been searching. And we know later on in the Gospel of John that he accepted Christ because he was there at his death when he came down from the cross. He was with another man and carried him to his tomb. It's the only way that you can receive peace in this life. People look for peace in all sorts of other things, all sorts of other life improvement schemes, all other faith-based things, but it's all about all other faith-based beliefs, all other life improvement schemes that are about looking within, looking for the peace within. You might find some peace within for a little while, but the only long-lasting peace that you will find is in Jesus. He comes in and he gives you peace that, you, that surpasses understanding. He comes in and changes you from the inside out. I see it happening to people's lives. It's happened to my life. And we can't just dismiss this. That's why I wanted to read Nicodemus this morning. It's not just about those people who are in need. It's for everybody. It's not just and for those people who have their life together, like Nicodemus had. He had his life together. He was doing well. But Jesus says, no, you need to come to me. You need to come to me. So if you're here this morning and you've never accepted Christ, I said it to someone this week, your journey can start today. It can start today because he wants to meet with you. He's standing at the door and knocking. Only through Christ will you find peace. Only through Christ will you stop searching because there's a hole inside of us that we all fill with stuff. Nicodemus thought he'd had it. But Jesus says no. You need to come to me. So, you have a choice. Because he never forces himself on, upon us. He says, I stand at the door and knock. And it's your choice to let him in. Because he, he hung on the cross for you. And for me. So what choice are you going to make? You can come to him. It's called the great exchange. That's what Martin Luther referred to it. It says, Jesus Christ, he who knew no sin became sin so that we could be the righteousness of God. So we're not just set for heaven, although that's true. He comes and gives us peace. And when God looks at us, our sins are covered by his blood. When God looks at us, he sees Jesus. He wants to come and meet with you. He wants to come and set you free from all the battles, internal battles. He wants to come and give you peace that is long-lasting, not that just fades away. He wants to help you in those storms. And good news as well, if you're here and you think, I don't know, you don't know what I've done, Actually, 
We're all equal in the kingdom. That's what he's saying to Nicodemus. doesn't matter what you've done. doesn't matter how clever you are. You all need to come to me. So I'm going to pray. And if you've never accepted Christ into your life, then you can do that today. Your journey can start today. I told you I wasn't going to be long. Just, and Jesus comes in and he's so gentle. He comes into our life. Comes and meets with us. He's so tender. He knows everything about you. Knows everything you've ever thought, everything you've ever said. He says, come to me. So helpful, wasn't it, seeing those pictures from Maria this morning? Jesus said, no, you, need to, you can stop climbing. You don't have to work your way because you can't. You just need to come to Jesus. That's all you need to do. Come to him this morning. You don't have to have it all figured out. But he says, come to me. So I'm going to pray. And if you want to make that step, if you want to give your life to Christ, We're all just going to bow our heads and you can say it just in the quietness of your own heart. Lord Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I'm sorry that I turned my back on you. I'm sorry that I've ignored you. Please come now and take first place in my life. Lord, will you come and speak to us this morning? Will you come and fill us again with your Holy Spirit? Just keep our heads bowed for a moment. I just think God wants to come and speak to you this morning afresh. And if you've just prayed that prayer for the first time, just while everyone's got their heads bowed, you can just raise your hands and show me I, just so I can know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you love us. Lord, I just want to thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for the impact that you're having on people's lives today. Thank you that you are a living God. And Lord, I just pray the blessing of God over all of those that were baptized today. The blessing of God on them. I pray they keep walking with you, keep hearing from you, Lord. And I pray that they will be light in darkness for you, that they will have an impact on the kingdom of God for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Just one final thing before we close. Um, Now, if you aren't a Christian or 
the stuff that you still haven't quite figured out will join the rest of us. But also, uh, we're starting uh, an alpha course in January. Uh, there's some of these flyers over by the information stand. Um, it's starting on the 23rd of January, and it's just a really great way just to come and ask questions. Um, nobody will pressure you or push anything down your throat. You can just come and have some food. We'll have food together, watch a short video, and then just chat. And you can come and ask any question that you like. Um, some lovely pe you can come and meet some lovely people. But just, yeah, grab a flyer. Uh, I think there's a little sign-up as well at the back. So just encourage you to do that. But again, if you're a visitor, thank you for coming. Um, there's going to be tea and coffee and possibly cakes and stuff as well. Um, so enjoy the rest of your day and thank you all for coming.